We are taking history into our own hands. We go out into the world and take photographs, curate our own exhibits, form our own collectives, and create our own events. And now we even write our own books. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And Ward, we're at episode 133. 133 really been shows. looking forward to this one. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we have a, a special guest with us tonight. Um, I'll let Ward, uh, Ward, you introduce her. Our guest tonight is Melissa Breyer. She's an award-winning photographer and author whose work has appeared in National Geographic and the New York Times. Her current role is that of editorial director at treehugger.com, which is a site that has the mission of helping ordinary citizens make their lifestyle and our planet more sustainable. She's co-author of 2014's best-selling photo workout manual, Build Your Running Body, A Total Body Fitness Plan. And her images have appeared in, uh, in 2017 in the New York Times feature called the Quiet Moments of Waitresses at Work, which depicts her subjects often with the power, strength, and dignity to present them in what she calls a star in their own film. She's here to talk with us about uh, a new book from Prestel Publishing called Women Street Photographers. She's contributed both an image and an essay to this new work, and she is kindly joining us from her home in New York City. Melissa, thanks for coming on, agreeing to come on to the show tonight. Well, thank you for having me going to be fun yeah yeah and uh i hear that uh you and i are are not well kind of neighbors we're in the same borough so although it is a, a large borough so it is we could be yes. states apart yeah that's true that's <laughs> true and and hundreds of thousands of people between where we are uh in in, in, uh, in our distances so yeah, and poor Ward is all the way out. I'm, I'm up with my mountains and my snow. You know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, so um, I'll let Ward start. Ward, uh, you? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're here to talk about the Women Street Photographers book, but I was wondering if you didn't mind, Melissa, if we talked a little bit about your own work, a little bit about your background, and kind of how you became part of the project. So... Now let's get let's get into the origin story. So when did when did photography get into your your suite of creative pursuit? Yeah, so I I've always been very visual. I was like the kid who was always drawing. I was the nerdy art girl in high school. And uh most of the artists in my family were uh painters or or drawers, etchers, but nobody really did photography. So I, I didn't really think of it as anything more than just a way to kind of record my day-to-day -day life. But even so, I shot in black and white film because it was arty and I thought it was cool. And um, so I kind of saw it as an artistic medium, but more just as a way to document. Um, and then I went to school, went to college for fine art, was a painter decided I didn't want to be a professional fine artist. So I went back to school to become a writer. And I thought, well, I'll just use a camera now to make images because I'm not painting anymore. And it's just mm -hmm. kind of a cool, easy way to, you know, make things to look at. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started doing photography and I was traveling a lot at the time. So I was doing a lot of travel photography, which I didn't really know was street photography, really. Um, but what I was really doing was street photography and, uh, I just kept doing it all alone, not showing it to anybody, just collecting the stuff and really enjoying it. And then with social media, I slowly started sharing images I'd been taking and people were like, Oh, you're a street photographer. And I was like, what, what is this thing called street photography? Um, and, you know, I thought I'd kind of invented it. Um, like, I think <laughs> a lot of people who don't have a strong history in photography, you know. Um, I, I, always... I think that would help because that, that removes your limitations. If you invented the damn thing, then, you know, that's, <laughs> it's all on you. True creation. Um, yeah. Do we have to pay our royalties? Are we giving you royalties? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I've joked before that like I, I really did think I invented the puddle photograph. I was like, I have done this amazing thing seeing a reflection in a puddle, um, which is really kind of silly. But um, <laughs> but then I, I just I really kind of found found my people in the street photography community. It started on Facebook because I'm old um, and finally find my way to Instagram because I have kids. And um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just been kind of a nonstop ride. I, I really started sharing my photos in earnest about 10 years ago uh, and um, maybe a little less. But uh, yeah, I've been just basically pretty obs obsessed with it ever since. So that's that's kind of the, the, the short version, the short, right. long version. The short, long version. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, so your day job, you're an editor at yes. treehugger.com, right? Yes, yes. So, and I, we, when we were, you know, researching, um, we found that you, I, I think, it's very interesting about the relationship in your bio. You wrote about having this, seeing the relationship or interested in the relationship between nature and design. Now, you could say that out loud and that we will all sort of do that, but actually put that down and think of, oh, you look at the patterns of nature and I'm thinking, you know, the golden mean and snail shells and the pattern on the pineapple <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, right? Right, right, right. And, and, and there's this, I think it's a great holistic way of thinking about that connection between nature and human creativity. And I was wondering, based on that and, and, and the tact that, that treehugger.com has, uh, which I guess is helping ordinary citizens um, find a way to, to or help them uh, set up a more sustainable um, lifestyle to help the planet, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, 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 I have to imagine that you have this kind of activist thread of going through your personality. Um, does that... Is that, is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up in California, and um, so I'm kind of just there's a little bit of a progressive hippie in my DNA. Right. And um, uh, when I decided not to be an artist and went to school to become a writer, I actually went to a museum studies master's degree program. So mm. there's where I really uh, got involved in this idea of the the cultural cultural relationship between nature and and design and mm. um especially throughout history so just how different themes of of nature are entwined in cultural expression and then i thought i was going to write about design and then since i'm kind of this like have this green side to me i thought i'd write about sustainable design mm. and then i realized that design is inherently not very sustainable because the only true sustainable design is just reusing old stuff it's not about <laughs> making new stuff with green benefits yeah um so then i eventually just started writing about sustainability kind of my whole museum studies background kind of got pushed to the side and i started writing about how to not use plastic bags and you know all, all of the kind of cliche at this point green living tips but um so i kind of have these parallel lives i have this green sustainability editing writing mm. side and i'm also doing this like really artsy black and white street photography and um and i usually think of them as two pretty distinct but parallel parts of my life but right there, brain left brain sort of <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I think more and more there is some kind of connection um definitely uh, and it has something to do with just kind of being really tuned in um and even though they are super separate there's definitely something about being turned tuned in and that connection with nature and mm. um and design cool so um, I'm monopolizing all the questions. You okay? That's okay. With that? You're okay <laughs> yeah, with yeah. that, all right? So uh, Antonio and I both do street photography. I've been doing it um, off and on since I guess '88 or so. Um, You've been doing a lot longer than I have. Yeah, but this doesn't mean I'm any good. Um, no, no, I, I get that, but it's just but it the the lexicon street photography for me is is really only recent in my photographic life. So yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. But I've really just become serious about it in the last, you know, seven or eight years. But where, where I was going with this um, was that for me, when I'm taking pictures of people, I'm, I'm stealing them. I'm shooting from the hip. I'm, um, you know, people are kind of going through their day without their knowledge of being photographed by me or suspecting, like, did he just take a picture of me? <laughs> There's a little a, a small creep factor there, I think, for, for some folks. Um, but we went back and looked at your, your quiet moment of waitresses, which is an awesome sequence of pictures uh-huh. that appeared in the New York times. Good for you on that. That is, uh, that's amazing. Thank you. But I look, I look, I look at I look your at pictures you. and there's an aspect of acceptance by your subject. seems like there's an, an extra split second that you wait where the subject seem to see you and you're, you, and all, I think all those pictures are behind glass, right? So you don't have a verbal um, you don't have a verbal relationship with your subject. And it's sort of like there's that extra moment where they sort of acknowledge you and then they say, okay, here I am, go ahead, take my picture. Is that, is that what actually happens there? It's, it's a stunning uh, aspect to your photography in that sequence in particular because it just reco- it's so rich. It's not just people going through their day. It's, it's a presentation of the subject. Like it's, it's illuminating and elevating them. Uh, I think it's great. But is that, is that how you work uh, particularly with that type of subject? Well, it's really, it's really interesting. My main kind of MO is to not break a moment is to just capture, capture a moment where I'm invisible because I just want to get that moment where somebody's lost in thought, not where somebody's like, Oh, I'm being photographed. Mm -hmm. But a a lot of times, like what I really love is, is taking the frame, like when they, like they know you're there and they see you, but it hasn't sunk in yet really. Mm -hmm. So it's like that split second of like, okay, this is happening. But also a lot of times, somebody will notice me and they'll just keep, keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, you're, you're definitely right. And I think part of that is there's so many people in New York city taking photos all the time. It's kind of like, Oh, somebody's taking a photo. And um, a lot of times someone will see me. I, d- I don't necessarily try to hide or, or not be seen. And I, I look through the viewfinder. I'm definitely obviously taking a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes somebody will like, stand up a little straighter or, you know, they'll like yeah. their shoulder a little bit while <laughs> acting like they don't see me, which is really pretty charming and, and seems very New York to me. You know, it's, it seems like in, uh, I pulled out a couple of pictures to look at uh, from the waitress series and but like what Ward was saying is like, there's, a, there does seem to be a moment, which is not in the picture where somebody sees you because you're shooting them through glass. There's this one uh, woman who's cleaning glass and she's looking up and in my imagination, it's almost like she looked at you, saw you, you're taking a picture, and then she's like, oh, I want to go back to doing what I'm doing. You yeah, know? yeah. And that seems to be a lot in, at least in the waitress uh, pictures, but it seems to be prevalent in, in a few other pictures that I saw on your website, like the, these moments where people know you're doing this and, and they just go about their business. Yeah, it's true. Um, it definitely happens. And usually after I take the photo, I'll kind of, nod and acknowledge and smile and um just scoot away occasionally people will will ask if they can see what i did or ask me what i'm doing but not that often mm-hmm. and if i ca- get something really good and i know it um and i'm i'm kind of chimping um i'll, I'll share the image of what be like look at i just took this photo of you look at what the light is doing isn't this wild and they're like wow and, <laughs> um you know it's fun to kind of to share that and then you don't feel so like like i'm not creepy i'm not taking like some weird illicit picture of you like this is what i was seeing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it kind of yeah kind of makes it okay i guess um but i also i, I love being invisible and and not being seen at all because I, I really like the the moments you can you can capture that way so um one of the things I had noticed about your picture, actually, I was going to read a part that you uh, have in the book, which you wrote in uh, the Women's Street Photographer's book um, next to your picture. It's the first thing you're saying, and is one of the side effects of being a photographer 
is observing the world in two dimensions rather than in the more sensible three-dimensional way. And, you know, after looking through your website and seeing your pictures and, and just really being aware that your photos often are containing multiple layers um, and many two-dimensional planes. And is this how you're seeing the world through your eyes or is, is like the camera helping you to see this way? Like what, it's like a chicken and egg thing, which came <laughs> first, you know? Well, here I think is where um, I, I have this classical training in, in visual art. So I, I've done so much drawing and so much mm -hmm. painting where you're translating three dimensions into two dimensions. Um, and so I can really see the world. I can see these layers compressed into a plane. Mm -hmm. um, not always. Sometimes I'll take a photo of a reflection. I'll be like, wow. There was a post office behind me, and I didn't see that in the glass. But usually, I can I can get a pretty good sense of of how it's all going to look, and I think that's part of of working in black and white too. I can really already kind of see how it's going to play out on a plane. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I do see <laughs> I do see in three dimensions. I do see depth, but I can also <laughs> I think kind of it's not difficult for me to translate what that's going to look like. Well, we should uh, talk about the book because uh, I, I, for one, am really excited um, that this thing, uh, that this book exists. Um, it, it's uh, uh, this is an amazing thing to uh, amazing thing to go through and see all of these pictures from a specific point of re, uh, specific point of view. Not that there isn't a great uh, deal of variation in them. They're just awesome. So so we're talking about a book called Women Street Photographers. It's from Prestel Publishing, right? Yes. And um, it was curated by, now help me with the pronunciation, Gulnara Samolova. Gulnara Samolova. <laughs> I could never do it justice in the way that she can. And she's the founder of Women Street Photographers, which is is a collective, or what is what is Women Street Photographers? It's, it's not a collective per se. It's I guess more of a community, okay, um, or a movement. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's not it's not kind of like a club where you have to where there's membership, but it's uh, it's kind of like a a network or a community. Okay. So the idea was that she gathered all of these all of these um, pictures or pictures were submitted to her from members to compile for the volume. Is that how it worked? Well, so I guess the better definition of of what it is rather than a collective is it started off as an Instagram page. Um, okay. So she started Women Street Photographers as an Instagram page, and then it just grew really quickly. And there have been other there's some other great groups that are primarily focused around women. Um, but Gunara's page and feed grew really, really quickly. And in 2018, I think she did an exhibition with a hundred photos. I think it was a hundred, um, up in Harlem. And it was, it was a competition, like a juried show. Um, but it was just, it was amazing. Cause it was, the first, to my knowledge, the first show that was just women, which is kind of a little tricky at the time, like, wh why is it women? You know, there was a lot of kind of flack around that, but it was so wonderful and so fantastic and had such great, um, great responses. And she just ran with it. She started doing a bunch of different shows. These shows traveled all over the world to different festivals. Um, the Instagram page grew and grew and grew. And it was just tr really turned into something. And in New York, we would have a monthly potluck dinner uh, at mm. rotating around from people's houses. So it was this really fantastic way to be actually meeting people <laughs> in real life and mm. talking about photos and um, really kind of creating this wonderful community that uh, I haven't seen since before social media. You know, back when we were artists in New York and we'd have studio visits and People would, you know, go hang out and look at other people's art, and that just yeah, doesn't really happen so much anymore. Yeah. 
break bread and stuff, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we started doing these once a month dinner parties, and um, it was just so much fun. And we'd talk photos. Sometimes we'd bring photos. But it was really just a wonderful community building, and that was all all Gunara's initiative. Wow, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. So in the book, um, Amy, Amy Vitale wrote the foreword, right? Yeah. And it's a very personal story for her about moving from conflict photography to taking pictures of a more life-affirming, human-affirming um, perspective to use her, her talents. Um, but you wrote this great essay at the beginning to, to contrast what Amy did. It was a history lesson. Antonio and I love photography history. <laughs> yeah. So you wrote it in the context of all these little um, or all these aspects, the breakthroughs that happen in photography through its history from the beginning. And then there would, there'd be, uh, a paragraph about, um, you know, um, uh, Jesse Tarbox Beals, uh, doing, doing, uh, street photography. She was the first female staff photographer in, at the Buffalo Inquirer and so on. And every, every aspect there's, there is this, and here's the first woman to do this, or here's the first published book that was done by a woman, and so on. And I can hear a feminist congregation go, "Amen!" Every time, <laughs> like as you're going through this, and I think it's it's a, it's a it's wonderful, wonderful. You can't go through the book without reading without reading your essay. I'm just telling everybody you should do that because it it, it it's it's a great it's a great um, I don't want to say spin, but you know what I mean on history, like here's what was going on that people aren't telling you about. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, so, uh, so I was just wondering if, if, when, when I was going through it, I was thinking this thing and being a kind of a recovering mansplainer. I mean, I, I'm good. I mean, I have a, a wife and a daughter, but I have my moments. Right. And so when I was going through your essay at the beginning, I'm thinking I was going you know, those amen moments are the yes, yes. And I'm thinking, this isn't just kind of like a, a, a cold interpretation of women being part of the history of photography. It's more of a celebration. And then the part of me, the male part of me is like, can I, you know, can I go? Yeah, sister. You know, like, was it, <laughs> am I being kind of a jerk by doing that? Then you actually, towards the end of the essay, you use the word celebration, and then my shoulders went down. Like, yes, it's a celebration. <laughs> it actually is. Um, so, uh, as a reader, that's that's my, you know, my reaction to your essay. Uh, we use the word celebration. Uh, what made you say that? Why? Why? I mean, it's it's sort of clear, but in your mind, when you were writing this, you use that word celebration. Um, you speak a little bit about that. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. You know, sometimes when you're writing, the it, it writes itself. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, it's it's a tricky thing to write something from the perspective of of you know gender or from from whatever perspective you're writing from. If it's a kind of a single focus perspective, and um, I. I don't know. I, I didn't want it to be, I don't, I don't want it to be not angry, but strident. I just felt like there's all these women that have been doing this and it's time to just be celebratory that mm -hmm. we're, we've got groups that are getting together and talking photography. We've got this book. I mean, it just felt like there's been a lot of momentum happening um, mm -hmm. and it felt like this book was, was a really, um, a really nice kind of landmark for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and to have this, this document, this bound document with all of these gorgeous images after all the hard wor work that the women before us had done, it just felt like this is time to, mm -hmm. to not be mad that we're not in shows and, not be mad that there's, you know, no female judges in a street photo festival, but just to be like, hey, man, we've got this book and it's great. And and this is just we're killing it. And yay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's great. 
That's great. Let me let me ask what uh, Melissa, why why do you think it took so long? Like we're in twenty twenty. I mean, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. But I know the book just the book has been was being made in twenty twenty. And why why did it take so long? For well, this I day? think it's it's kind of across the the board that women are underrepresented in in mm-hmm. you know every field. Um, yeah. Maybe not housework, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's not uh, uncommon to not see a lot of women represented in museum shows and forums and books and collectives and, and everything. Um, and I think that in street photography, it's, I mean, it felt like for a long time it was kind of a boys club. I mean, no offense, um, mm-hmm. but it you know it's it it's hard to kind of break through but um and for a long time really it was like the festivals were really kind of amazing to see just all men man judges um it's really changed a lot in the last couple of years there was a, a kind of some hoopla about it and um some, some festivals were kind of called out for it and i i really have seen a big effort to really increase be much more inclusive um which is great but um i mean i don't know i don't know why you know the patriarchy mm. man <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it just seems like we're taking so long for this to happen it's just it it's to the point of I, and i'm talking from a man but from a, a woman's point of view it must be a woman photographer must be so frustrating i mean i, I I'm, I'm having a hard time imagining how frustrating this could be uh from yeah. the other point of view you know yeah, I've I have I have heard a lot of frustration frustration from a lot of people. Um, you know, I personally I I want to make photos. I don't, you know, I I haven't really cared that much about um, publicity or getting out there, or having my photo seen, or being in shows. It's a little easier for me because I don't rely on it for for my paycheck. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm kind of, I just kind of do my thing, but would get very frustrated for friends and, and colleagues who were kept, kept meeting closed doors. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of frustration, but I feel like, I feel like there's some really great momentum and definitely things are changing. I mean, do you know any photographers who just gave up and quit and say like, I've had it with this and this is BS and. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's too bad. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. Gosh. Uh. Um, so I, I had this question, but you, you probably answered it a little bit. But do you see this book um, uh, more than just an introduction to street photographers, or is it like an exclamation point? And it's like here we are finally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, is it, I like is it an that. intro. I mean, I like that as an exclamation point. I yeah. mean, I think what it really does. I mean, first of all, it is an exclamation point. Just visually, it's so bold with this like yeah. bright yeah. orange. Um, I mean, there's no, this is no shrinking violet, this book. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so bold in the inside that with this like sky blue line liners. Um, but is it an introduction? I mean, it's kind of like, um, how can I say it? It's an introduction, but not to a child. <laughs> It's not mm-hmm. a child. It's like a, a introduction to kind of a, a full grown um, movement. So mm-hmm. it's not like this is women are just starting to take photographs. Obviously, it's like this is like look at everything that's been going on. Um, and you know, I think as far as I know, this is the first book of women street photographers, and um, I hadn't read any history of women photographers like I wrote, maybe it's been done, but I hadn't, I hadn't read anything on it. So everything feels a little kind of, kind of first time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in a way it is an introduction because nobody's really compiled this before in this way. Um, I mean, just, just the, title, the title, you know, you know it's, it's simple. simple. It's not <laughs> women, women street photographers. photographers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's the, it's the first one. So yeah. Yeah. You know, we got, we got to claim that title. <laughs> yeah. 
That, you know, that's interesting because that's great. And again, going back to, geez, you're claiming this title, which should have been there a long time ago because there have been women street photographers for since the beginning. Yeah. And it's really funny that you're claiming this title, which is such a simple, direct title about what's going on. So, um, you know, good for all of you uh, for this. I mean, this is great, you know, but uh, damn. We've been missing out for so long. Yes, you know? it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to the, uh, this is, you know, a little bit about you being a photographer and the other uh, women in the book, um, but it's more about a practical thing about, about female street photographers. Uh, but how do, and you talked a little bit about how people respond to you um, as a, a, a female photographer, but uh you know, when when people see men with lenses, the first thing that pops in their mind is a creep, right? Some sort of something. Do do uh, and I don't know if you've talked to any other photographers in this book. I'm sure you have, but like, do women get these kind of reactions? You talked a little bit about it, but but like, there's such a there, is there a big difference? First of all, in the genders taking you know street uh, candid street shots, and uh, if that is the case, why do you think that happens? Well, I, I think it really depends on the individual. I think it's a little hard to generalize because I know uh -huh. some some men's street photographers who are very, very subtle. Um, and I know some women's street photographers who are like pretty aggressive and using flash and in the face. And um, so I do think it's hard to generalize. I know from my experience, um, I've never had any confrontation at all. So... I don't know what that says, but mm -hmm. I'm also not confrontational by nature. Um, and I try to, you know, wear subtle clothes <laughs> um, <laughs> and dark, yeah. all black. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I end up just looking like, you know, kind of a weird old lady who's like taking pictures on the slide. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I know women who've like, been in violent violent confrontations before so i think it is a little oh, really? hard to generalize yeah hmm. well that's interesting okay yeah i mean like you know as you know for me i'm always as a as a photographer in new york i'm just being i'm very aware of like my my role and my place and how i need to act you know or how i feel i should act uh especially with a camera and especially once the lens gets much longer uh, you know, as in fact, I, I often when I'm doing street photography, I don't usually use a long lens. I'm using a, uh, you know, a short focal length lens so I can I have to get close to people. But there are times I'd like to use the long lens, but I'm very aware of that. It's like in the back of my mind, is someone going to think of me as, you know, doing something devious? And so it's just I was I know it's not it's an overgeneralization, but I was wondering if that had, like you had, if anybody in the book had come across that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, their, I mean, you know, I. I, I see what you mean, especially um, when it comes to like photographing children. And in this book, there's a lot of there's a lot of children, and especially the last picture in the in the, which is was, I think one of my favorite pictures. In on the, the back. Book. In the back, yeah. uh, Bruna uh, Rotuno or Rotuno. It's a, a picture of a looks like a little girl, uh, probably not wearing a lot of clothing. Um, but she's in submerged in a, in a pool or something. Oh in the yeah. Rain. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful picture, but yeah. you know, you like, like I, I was looking at, that's where I got the, the, this idea for this question is like, you know, if, if, if I was shooting that, um, would I be looked at if someone else was seeing me do that in a certain way? Whereas if, uh, a, a female photographer was doing it, would they be seen in a different way? You get that. So I, I it just occurred to me when I saw that last picture, like did did that kind of stuff happen, especially when and uh, when photographing kids? And I just noticed there had been a lot of kids in this book, which are you know um, makes sense. Yeah, but. no, that's a really that's a good observation. Um, uh, yeah, I personally don't photograph kids, but I think that uh, if I saw a woman photographing my kids, I would be fine. And if it was uh, some but some man with a long lens, I would not be fine. So <laughs> yeah, it's I an think, interesting. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. I think that's a very valid observation. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see how that goes uh, forward from now on, as 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 all of us are beginning to experience um, 
like awareness of this and change in behavior uh, in general. So just to, you know, put this sort of a, a pin in it today and see what happens uh, as we move forward. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ward, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> you sure. have a question. Yeah, sorry. So the the book's been out for a little while now. Um, we were just wondering if if you or Golnara had heard from the photographers profiled um, and uh, their reaction to the book. Well, uh, Golnara certainly has. Um, um, I know that for a fact, and I've see, seen it shared so many times and everybody's I haven't heard of anybody who's in the book not being thrilled with it um yeah and I'm specifically with my essay it's I've gotten just nothing but really great feedback from people whom I really admire um so I think that all around it's just a big happy fest (laughs) that's great yeah I'm 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 happy for everybody on this project I think it's a it's a worthy thing, and uh, and I'm happy. I, I don't. Uh, Antonio's already got his copy. I just have the uh, the PDF proof from uh, from Prestel, but uh, I will be buying it as soon as I can. Yeah, I it's, it's great. It's a really. It's just beautiful. The printing's really beautiful. Um, like I, I don't even. I don't even know how they did it. It was all done during the pandemic, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I'm not. I, I don't remember if Gunara like proofed the images, but they just did just such a beautiful job. It's just so it's so great. And so. you know, I have to echo that. Just you know, having spent so much time sharing pictures online and um, not having something in three dimensions, uh, it's great to be holding a book again. And I have to, uh, Melissa, just let you know that I blame Ward. Since I've met him, you know, in the past few years, um, we've become friends. I blame him for all my book buying in the past. Because <laughs> you've got a heck of a collection of books. So um, I, I have to thank you for getting me back into the book, uh, the book mode, as it were. Yeah, no, it's, a great, it's, you know, middle of the night, whenever you can just pick something from the bookshelf and you know, you've got a you've got a show to go through, and it's uh, with your cup of coffee and your comfy chair. Yeah, uh, it's a great way to experience photography. And uh, the um, the printing is really wonderful in this book. Uh, it looks like it cost quite a amount to make, so the, it's a, a worthwhile quality. I mean, were you happy with it too, in terms of the overall, uh, Melissa? Yeah, yeah, I was really surprised. I seen what it looked like just online and I thought huh huh not what I expected mm. um I, I don't know what I expected but as soon as I got it and held it in my hands I was like this is just it is just amazing that you know they do a Purcell does a lot of these uh f- photography books in this size um mm-hmm. and it's such a nice size and I just thought the design of it was so good the paper's so nice and thick, and it smells so good. <laughs> yeah, the smell. Wow, the book smells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I was just so happy with it. It seems to be the perfect size for the the pictures. I mean, it's it's, it's you know you can you can look at it all in one. You know, just your eyes don't move around too much. Uh, I mean, I know some of the pictures are double pages or, or across the gutter. Um, but again, it's all, it's all within your, um, you know, your vision in front of you. It's not like it's too big or too small. So, and it does have that feel of like, um, a picture sharing, you know, I mean, we talk about Instagram and stuff like that, and it's got that kind of feel like we're scrolling through it, but, um, there's just so much more, uh, depth to the selection of pictures, um, Actually, how many how many artists uh, do you know? How many artists um, submitted for this? Or well, we have... um, I believe that it wasn't a submission for the book. That oh, it was just she curated it curated from it. submissions from the Women's Street Photographers exhibits. Okay. Yeah. And are there plans for uh, a volume two or another? direction or i i don't know but it would not uh it would not surprise me knowing gonara she is 
a force of nature. She is just, uh, I don't know how she does it. She would have these exhibits. She would print every image herself, frame them all herself. I mean, I, I, she's having these women's street photographers exhibits all over the world. Uh, she's just amazing. Um, and how she like pulled this book off. She's just amazing. So she's probably already has like the next four volumes planned and, you know, a show at MoMA for all I know. And she'll <laughs> well, be like, see... Oh, we're doing this now. So I could imagine a, a documentary, like go after some of these photographers and follow them wherever they live around the world. Right. Mm. Yeah. That would I think be really I could, cool. I mean, I can see it in my head, like, you know, something that would appear on Netflix or in an art house theater and like, oh, this would be, this would be great. As yeah. it should. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Um, what else? Was I was a question. You got another question? Uh, no, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm just, we're just uh, glowing about the book. I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Melissa, I did, I did read uh, that you, someone said somewhere that you moonlight as a pastry chef. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of pastries do you like to make? And I asked that because my wife likes to make pastries and stuff like that. So I saw that. I was like, okay, I can tell her what you do. That is so funny. So um, I've always loved to bake. Um, it's just, I see it as kind of just edible art. Um, and I would bake for just dinner parties. And then I was at a dinner party and I brought dessert and somebody asked if I could bake for a party. And then before I knew it, I was baking for parties all the time and um, for like weddings and like, really? yeah, like big, big things like making orders with like 3000 pieces. Um, really? Oh my yeah. Gosh. Of like little fancy, fussy desserts. Lots of, um, so I do like hand dipped truffles, really wacky gourmet gold leaf marshmallows, lots of meringues, macarons, um, little cakes, petit four, just all that kind of little fancy fussy stuff. But it's all a little wonky. I'm not like super, um, super like French and perfect. Everything's uh -huh, a little, uh -huh. yeah. you know, you're doing, a, you're doing, you're doing all, all this at your home. You got a commercial kitchen. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, actually. Oh, no, I don't do any parties or anything commercial at all out of okay. my home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Um, but it's just a kind of super, super fun side mm -hmm. thing. Right now, I've been so busy with my day job that I haven't been doing much baking. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so fun. And it's just I get to bake and bake and bake. And I would do it at n on nights and weekends because I have a day mm -hmm. job. Um, mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't have to eat it, which is kind of like the perfect thing. I just get to bake uh, all day yeah. and not eat it. So yeah, well, my wife makes it, and I get to eat it. So yeah. it's probably not great. <laughs> I get some of those benefits and some of the maybe not so benefits from that. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. I have an expert cook at home too, and it's yeah, I'm living, yeah. I'm living that life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially the last year sitting here and like oh, she just made a whole bunch of cookies and we have them in a box, but we just haven't been giving them away to anybody. So like, oh, I'll have a couple of more chocolate cookies. <laughs> It's so like, oh. fun. Oh, it's just, baking is just the best. It's so fun. It's so yeah. satisfying. Yeah. I, I've, I've gotten got into the cooking thing in the past year. Spending, I mean, I like cooking, but like really in the past year, spending more time uh, just making food and, and, and watching cooking videos and stuff like that. And it's been, uh, there's something, I don't know. I think this, the satisfying thing about cooking is that you start, you, you make, and then you finish. And it's like a whole project that's done. Yeah, you it's know. true. And then you get to eat it. And they, and they get, get to, to eat, eat it, it yeah. yeah. Or you know, when you give it away and people make smiles, it's, it's yeah. a that's yeah. that's a, a big thing. Uh, one yeah. last question. I actually, since I was talking about this, uh, I was thinking about this while we we're talking about food. Um, how's been your past? How's been the past year for you as a photographer? Like, uh, and, and I'll, I'll preface that with myself. It's like you know, I'm a street photographer, and I I photograph my neighborhood. So I live in Kensington. So um, if anybody knows my work, they see I photograph all the people in the streets and I live right next to Borough Park. So I'm shooting a lot of the uh, Hasidic uh, people and then just people in my neighborhood. I'm right up in sort of the faces. And in the past year, with all the masking, I, it it I just lost my interest in it. And and Ward would tell me, well, this is the time we're living in, you know. So it's good to record it. And I was like, yeah, I do record it, but it's not. It's not driving me anymore. And so like the past year, my, my street photography has sort of waned a bit. I mean, I'm doing other things. And so I was curious from, you know, New York street photographer point of view that you have, 
how's it been for you? What have you been doing and, and dealing with the, the situation we've been in? Yeah, I would say my experience is similar to yours. I, w when we were first in lockdown, I went out a few times just to take pictures of like um, Grand Central Station empty and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just trying to get some, some kind of more documentary images. But I, it was so depressing for me just to be out and not be able to see people's faces. Um, just I, I realized how much that interaction with strangers is constant in New York City. Right, um, right. Like looking at each other, smiling. I mean, so much just really super subtle expression. And to not be able to see that, I just felt so disconnected. And I did not like it <laughs> at all. Um, and I felt like it, it was not um appealing for me to take photos of people in masks uh, it just it was kind of depressing i mean everything was so depressing already mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um yeah I, w I was not inspired to do it so i would keep going out with my camera just kind of for the for the practice of it and to be doing it but um i don't know i took maybe five i haven't even uploaded any of the photos i've taken in the last 14 months really? I took, really? yeah they're all on my camera I, and I look through, I'm like, oh, maybe there's like three or four, maybe five um, that I will someday look mm -hmm. at on my computer. Yeah. But um, and I took a lot of film, too. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'd ever need to get that developed. <laughs> right. It's so funny you're saying this. Is it, the, There's a parallel here. I'm looking at six, one, two, three, four, six or seven rolls of 120 film. Yeah, that I shot and I haven't processed. And same, when I, the same thing. Like I, what you did at the beginning of the pandemic, I went out when it was empty, and uh, you know I figured I was be the only one out there, and I went out with a Polaroid camera and was shooting Polaroids, and I even did a little Polaroids from the pandemic, and then that that kind of waned, and I was like, oh, well, I'm done with that. Uh, and it's you know I just uh, I I find it. Um, uh, depressing is one word I would say for it is draining to try to come up with stuff without having sort of the world surrounding me and being my being my canvas all these people and interactions and and it it was it's much more difficult I think I was looking at my um, my Lightroom library and I think I only had like I can rent like a few thousand pictures usually I have 20 or 30 or 40,000 pictures a year and last year it was like under 8,000 under 7,000 I just you know, they didn't shoot that much. Most of what I shot were sunrises out of my window or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of so, pictures of our cats. <laughs> lots of pictures of the cats. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, we have a dog. I had the dog, uh, some dog pictures. Yeah. yeah. I retreated to um, still life and some landscape. I went on a couple of um, drives out into the country to take pictures of abandoned buildings and... Uh, that sort of thing, just and and architecture. We'll go downtown. There's no people. I'll just point the camera up. That's what I ended up mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I've been in the city. I haven't gone farther than a five mile radius since last March. Um, so I, I have kind of some cabin fever, some city city bound yeah. cabin fever. Um, so I I wasn't taking any pictures of nature. No. I mean, I have, I probably have a lot of pictures of architecture. I have a lot of photos that would be great if somebody was in them. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, you know, oh, well. <laughs> do you think, do you think, uh, I think maybe we'll wrap up after this, but um, <clears throat> do you think your style is going to change a little bit after this? Because I was wondering about that for myself. Like, what, what is it going to, am I going to easily just go back into whatever our new normal is? Because I don't even know what that's going to look like. Uh, and I, this is probably even a hard question for you to even answer, but you start, I started thinking for myself, like, what are my pictures going to look like when this is done? I mean, parts of this is, are, are not going to change. You know, I think uh, um, there'll be people wearing masks. There'll be, there'll be some new world order happening after this. And so I don't know, you know, I'm a little bit curious what I'm going to be doing. So I'm wondering if you're thinking you're just going to go back to the way you are or you, do you suspect that you might be altering your your outlook and the way you the way you shoot yeah i mean i've actually been thinking about this and um because i keep thinking like god i, I really just want to go out and shoot in color and like i really don't shoot in color i mean i do really? sometimes but yeah. um i just have this like craving for color which is so weird um i was thinking gosh maybe i'm just gonna like 
become like a color photographer now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I was shooting, I, I have a Holga that I hadn't used in over a decade. I brought that out during the pandemic. I really felt like a need to change, change the, my approach. Cause it just mm -hmm. felt so everything felt so different. I, I, I really can't see going back to the same old. So yeah, who mm -hmm. knows what it will look like. And maybe I will, maybe I'll get out there and everything will just kind of click into place. But right now I'm feeling like, yeah, it might be a little different. Yeah, yeah. Well, when so you when find, you find uh, when you begin to find your way, let's hope that uh, you'll remember us, and we'll get you back on the show and see uh, see what you're doing at the time, and see how you're involved with the next volume of the the Women Street Photographers book or whatever happens with that. That sounds perfect. Oh, we'll be here for the uh, the grand opening of the Women Street Photographers movie. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And, and I would like to be the on-set photographer for that. I've always wanted to be yeah. an on-set photographer. <laughs> but uh, that would be really cool. But anyway, uh, Melissa, thank you so much for uh, spending your evening with uh, Warden and me. And uh, hopefully you'll, uh, be, yeah, like I said, you'll be able to come back and show we'll have you again uh, in some point in the future and see how you're doing. But uh, we really appreciate you spending your time with us and telling us about your uh, your part in the uh, Women's Street Photographers uh, group and book. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you both, and um, I'm happy to come back anytime. Great. It's great. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. thanks. Bye. Wow, that was a great talk with Melissa. And the opening quote at the beginning of the show was from Melissa's essay in uh, Women Street Photographers. And uh, Ward, it was a great conversation. That we Absolutely, had. it was. I was nervous. This was our first kick at the cat yeah. doing an interview <laughs> with someone we didn't know. So uh, I think that I think it turned out great. Yeah, and this is our first uh, together interview. I know you you handled most of it because. Uh, because you got the words, <laughs> I don't got the words. <laughs> but uh, got a little bit more free time than you did this week, so it's all good. Yeah, that's true. I was working all week, but um, the uh, what a great book! I uh, the story behind this was a um, uh, publicist reached out to me uh, about this book, and uh, I responded. I thought it was spam at first, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I responded, and they sent uh, they sent me the copy of the book, and then asked if uh, we wanted to get interviews with anybody and. You know, asked you about that, and uh, we we jumped at it. So yeah, absolutely, and it was we great got, to we got the person who wrote the the essay, the forward essay at the beginning. Like that's amazing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And this book is full of um, photographers who I'd like to spend some more time looking at their work, and maybe we can uh, find some of them to to join us uh, for later episodes. It'd be great to talk to other street photographer, female Indeed. street photographers. Yeah. And uh, so, what do you th what did you think about the book altogether? I mean, not just not do a full review, obviously, but just because I'd rather have people, you know, look look at it for themselves. But um, well, it has it, it has a couple of different values. It has the value of the images themselves, which are, and we talked about a little bit in the in the interview with, you know, the different perspective that female photographers often have, and that that I see in you know, in, in, in boudoir and in fashion photography of, of female photographers, they have a different, there's a different energy. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. and I really appreciate, appreciate that. Also, there's the, um, the actual existence of the book in history, right? Like women street photographers. When do you have a book on women street photographers? Yes. This one, um, right. a, a historic object, um, as well as, as an aesthetic one. And I think, uh, I mean, I think the community can be justifiably proud of the product that was created uh, in this and through this book. And uh, I think it's it's great. It should be on every photo book enthusiast uh, bookshelf. I agree. And like, yeah, when I said uh, to Melissa during the during the talk was it's an exclamation point. You know, it's like, yeah. And she liked that, too. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do contribute something <laughs> yeah. to the discussion. I got to give myself some credit, but yeah. uh, um, I'm really happy to have started 
uh, doing interviews. I know I've been saying this for years and I think I just could never really get it, get myself to do it by myself. And the fact that you've, you've, uh, agreed to co-host, um, has helped give me some energy in taking this part of the, the, the show, um, you know, more seriously. And like, like who, who next can we talk to? Who yeah, next we yeah. can talk to? And I know when the show first started and I was doing it with Tom a few times, we talked to some photographers and, and that energy of, uh, like Melissa said at the beginning, you know, three of, you know, three people energy, uh, works really well on us. Um, so I really appreciate, uh, the fact that you're co-hosting and then you're sort of helping me get my energy, uh, about this. Um, yeah, no, thanks. And I think it's great. I think it's, uh, it, you know, now that we've done it once, I feel like it's really something that I think I could do. Um, you know, yeah. nerves, nerves notwithstanding. I think, uh, <laughs> well, we were both nervous about this, but I think yeah. for me, like I said, I was thinking too much about it. And it's just like, let's just talk. We're, we, we all love photography. And, you know, we're just talking to another photographer. And, and uh, I think, um, it's the kind of conversation that I know we would have if we were all together, if we were, we were in a gallery and we could sit down and a table and, you know, have a, have a glass of something and just talk. Um, this is what we're doing. And so yeah. I do like doing more of this and I know we have a long list. Of it's getting longer. I thought of a couple more even while you we did? were doing it. You did. All right. All right. <laughs> well, let's not give spoilers out. Cause I like, I like the surprise and, and, and I don't want to disappoint if we can't get the people. So, you know, let's let's keep that open for uh, the future. But uh, that was great. I um I think I want to. We've been on the air for a while, so uh, and this is the, I didn't even mention it, but this show is for mid-April of uh, of twenty twenty one. So um, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. But this is episode one thirty three for the middle of April. But anyway, uh, Ward, where um the one thing we didn't do, we didn't get we didn't get her contact information and put in the. We'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes, and a link for a link for the book itself. For too. the book, yeah, we'll put those yeah. in the in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as long as we're at it, where where can uh, people find you on the uh, in the uh, ether? Most of my stuff's at uh, uh, Ward Rosin Fine Art on Instagram. Uh, you could find me there. Uh, I also have a website rosin.ca, R-O-S-I-N.ca, uh, where we're. Um, Still selling the rodeo book that uh, Mark Ryerson and I created and uh, um, published in uh, 2016 or 2017 is actually when it came out. And I'm on uh, Facebook as um, Ward Rosin Photo. Right. And the show is sponsored by? By Ornis Photo. <laughs> O-R-N-I-S Photo. Ornis.photo. Yeah. Uh, which um, I sell um, mostly Asian sourced uh, manual lenses for. Uh, uh, Fuji X and Sony E mounts and what are you getting new filters? Uh, what's coming up? What's the... coming up? Uh, I got some filter sets, some large filter sets that are hundred millimeters across, uh -huh. um, for, and some neutral density stuff. Um, I got really nothing going on right now. Um, I'll probably have some kind of announcement or offer code or something, uh, next month. Um, uh, when, uh, um, you know, I can boost my inventory a little bit. Okay. So are you, are you we'll, hold that, any, we'll hold that back for now. I know you're having some adapters. There's a, um, someone pointed to an adapter from, uh, Nikon to Fuji, uh, autofocus Nikon. Um, I can bring them in. I don't have them right now. I can certainly, but you know, bring the ones I'm talking order. about. Yes. Oh, one yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great to, to get some of my Nikon lenses uh, hooked up to my Fuji camera and have some autofocus. I'd be really curious about that. So Right now, the most popular one is is a kind of a funny one. It's uh, autofocus. You can put Leica M glass on uh, on the adapter, and the adapter has a, um, um, a motor that oh. moves the lens back and forth. <laughs> so it turns you like a lens, you're like a manual M mount lens into an autofocus. That's crazy. That's crazy. Both for Sony E and Fuji M. Oh. I think I sold out of the, uh, I did just sell out of the Fuji. I'm sorry, I just sold out of the Sony. Wow. Well, selling so, out is good in some way. Yeah. You have no stuff, but that's Ornis Photo, O R N I S dot P H O T O, right? That's it. Great. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Thank you <laughs> for letting me sponsor. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody knows where they can find me, you know, at AM Rosario everywhere. Um, and uh, if you like the direction that we're going, maybe uh, uh, you guys can buy us a coffee or two. We have a little coffee plug at the bottom of the page. So if you like where we're going, uh, we, we have had a couple of people actually sponsor the show and, and actually pay for some of the uh, hosting, which was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. Um, but anyway, you know, drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll, we'll be going on from here. So Ward, thanks for... Thanks for uh, hanging with me tonight. And, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun and uh, learned a whole bunch of new stuff. And uh, and it's great to be, you know, participating or help participate in the culture of photography, which I think is important yeah. as every bit as important as the creation aspect of it. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everybody, we'll see you. I'll uh, see you in the end of the month. So take care, everybody. Bye bye.